Glory to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. What an honor it is to be here in the house tonight. Uh, Pastor Justin and Annette, thank you all so much for the opportunity. You know, uh, you know, we're, uh, I was shared this last night. We had our chariots here last night, and, and we had a meeting last night. And, you know, the Lord uh, spoke to me not long ago. He said, you know, we're, we're always opportunities. You know, we're looking for great opportunities. We're looking for opportunities. We're always looking for the greater and the better opportunities and greater things. But he said, are we, are we giving him the greater opportunities? Are we giving him the opportunities that he desires? You know, he made us and created us like him in his likeness. You know, to be used and not abused, but to be used for him and by him in the earth and on the earth, you know, and to, to be a light kiss, a lightness, a shining light. You know, I'll get into that a little bit later, but you know, I just go and I flow and, and, uh, someone got told me, he said, you're kind of unpredictable. I said, well, isn't God, you know, I mean, isn't he, you know, you know what he's going to do. You just don't know how he's going to do it. If you knew how he was going to do it, you'd be God, right? Amen. 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 But anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm honored. Thank you, uh, Dr. Savelle, Miss Carolyn for giving my wife and I this opportunity of a lifetime to walk in a car calling, to help others walk in their calling. And, you know, what we are, Chariots is, is really it's a calling of us all. It's all. It's what we're all called to do. You know, it's not just a motorcycle. You know, it's a, the motorcycles have just been a platform. So, Ginger, why don't you come up here a minute? You come up here. She got a microphone? This woman, she can preach. I might have to sit down. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. She's got, yeah. It's just one. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're thrilled to be here. If y'all didn't know, this is my good thing. Amen. Praise <laughs> the Lord. This, this trip, this time we're staying in Texas, I think the longest time in one sitting. And it's, it feels good. Yeah. It's awesome. Praise the Lord. But I just want to share this one sentence from Dwight D.L. Moody. Dwight mm. Moody. He said, it's often said that if I had to convict men of sin... I would have given up that job a long time ago. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not our job. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Our part, we do have a part. Say, I have a part. part. Our part is to scatter the good seed of the word and expect that God will bless it to the saving of men's souls. So we are all seed sowers. The good seed. And Isaiah fifty-five eleven, my word will not return void. Amen? So our job's not to convict. Our job scatter that good seed. Say, I am a seed sower. I am a seed sower. To the saving of men's souls. For the glory of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank you. You know, I love God and his word and his revelation. And, you know, the word says that from the beginning to the end, there'll be seed time and harvest, you know. And we talk about seed and what seed does in the kingdom. You know, it multiplies. You know, it just multiplies. And when Dr. Svell's been talking about dreams, you know, and when he talks about dreams, he said your seed is the key to your dreams. Every seed is a dream that he has for you that's planted from you. Amen. So anyway... Uh, uh, the Lord, uh, during this COVID and all that's been going on, you know, I'm going to give you a report here, just what's been happening this year in a minute, but 
I just want to share a little bit how this has happened. We've, we started doing our corporate prayer meeting about a month or so before in July, before we went to Sturgis this year, you know, when everything was shut down. And I think the only thing that was happening, uh, that I know of anyway, uh, around was, uh, uh, Brother Copeland's, uh, uh, convention and, uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, and we was in Sturgis, South Dakota. And, uh, you know, that was the one of the only place that was open up at the time. And we went there and, uh, we had, uh, and I thank God for everyone that showed up, you know, and I said, God will use anything and everything to do everything, you know, and, uh, we ministered the gospel. We, we had 30 people that didn't come because of different reasons and different things. And that's okay. So we take what we got and do what God wants to do. But he gave us a strategy. He gave us a plan. And we were all over the hills. We were all over the hills. And in 15 days, we were there, right? 15 days. We ministered the gospel. A, a team that we had. Uh, and wasn't everybody there the whole time. We ministered the gospel to 13,335 people. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 And then we had eight, over 8,600 people receive Jesus. We had a lot of people filled with the Holy Ghost and healed. We just went and did what he said. We got in the field and uh, we fulfilled what he called us to do. But it was the most people that we had ever, ever prayed for. We had uh, one other outreach in 2015 where it was like everybody was there from all over. And we administered 11,222 people at that time. And then we had 9,200 people come to the Lord. Praise God. But we never prayed for this many people. You know, it's not just getting people saved. That's the number one thing. But then there's two and there's three. And then there's four. And then there's more. Amen. There's a lot more. You know, our job really as believers, you know, we've all been called. We've all been given uh, gifts. It's not a gift. You don't have a gift. You, you have gifts. He said, I gave gifts, plural, unto men. You know, your number one gift is for the body. We have a pastor here for the body. We have a, a, a pastor, a prophet, evangelist, a teacher. We have helps. We have whatever God anoints you to do and appoints you to do. If you're faithful to that, he'll graduate you into other things. Amen. Amen. But he said, I gave gifts unto men as it pleases you. Oh, doesn't that say that? He doesn't say that. As it pleases who? Him. And so we can't be anybody else but him. We can't be anybody else. We can't be somebody else. We can't, just because it's another great man or great person, you know, there'll never be another Dr. Jerry Savelle. But there'll be a lot of uh, hymns because of him. There'll be ones that followed after him. They followed after Christ as he, as he followed after Christ. Amen? Amen? So, anyway, I wasn't even going to say that. Just throw that in. So, I had, uh, after all this going on, we... Uh, uh, had been praying on Monday nights in corporate prayer and the ones that had joined us. And I told Dr. Savelle about it, you know, and I said, uh, you know, this is really great. We're getting to connect with everybody when everybody's at home and in a dormant time. And, uh, and he says, you know, he said, oh, Roberts told me years ago, he said, um, that when you do that, that God will give you uh, new ideas, new insights and new concepts for what to do. And so, but all year it's not been so much the new, it's renewing what he's given us to bring the new because God doesn't really have anything new. He's already done everything for you. Us is just renew what he's given us and we'll become new. You know, one is to find out who you are and where you are and where he's placed you and be faithful and be found faithful where he has you. 
Now, one thing that he told me, and I was just praying, and a lot of things, he tells you something, and you're looking for something else. You ever notice that? He tells you something, and you're looking for something else. I'm looking for an idea. What's the idea? You know, what's the, what's the concept? What's the concept? You know, what, what, what's the insight, Lord? What is it? <laughs> he said, look, and, and I never have been one to come anywhere, and, just, and this is just me. I'm just me. I'm not, it's not you. This is me. I've never been one to say, hey, look, I'm coming in town. Can I minister to your church? That just wasn't me. You know, I, I, I try to minister to the lost every day. That's, that's my goal in my life is to minister to a, a lost person to someone that needs Jesus every day of my life. That's, that's what I, that's my goal in life, you know. And uh, so, uh, but the Lord said, no, he said, because of the experiences you've been through over the last 20 years. Because for 22 years, we were in the church. And unfortunately, I never led anybody to Christ outside the four walls of the church, ever. Outside the four walls of the church. We did everything in the church. I led people to church, uh, to, to uh, you know, in, in uh, uh, children's church, you know. It was easy to do that, you know, amongst ourselves. And, and in the youth, we led people to church. But outside the four walls, never did it before until the Lord told me to buy a motorcycle. And you don't have to have a motorcycle to win people to Christ, you know. What I needed in my life was freedom. And I needed to be in a relationship with the Father because I was spending more time in the world, in business, and I was going to church. I was a good Christian. I was going to church. I was doing my stuff. I was doing what I was supposed to do. But I wasn't doing what he called me to do, what he called us all to do. And so I go back to the gifts. A gift is for the body, but he gave us all one gift that was for everybody. And that was the lost. The gift that he gave to the lost. For us to give to the lost. Because it's the most important thing that you could ever do. You was lost, but now you've been found. And now it's the most important thing on the earth is bringing people to Christ. And he is enabled. You say, well, I don't do that. You do. I said, no, you just don't do that. I do. I do. But you do too. You've been created to. And what the enemy fights the most is what God loves the best. He loves people. And so one thing, and I was reading a, a book by uh, uh, Norval Hayes not too long ago. And these are statistics. I'm going to get to my title here in a minute. These are just statistics. He said... Uh, that 95% of Christians, saved people, 95% have never won a person to Christ outside the four walls of church, ever. 95%. And I'm just going to go in between here because I'm not 100% sure. It's between 60 and 80% of those people from the 5% that have either came to Christ through a piece of literature or a track. Praise God. Praise God. Ever how, ever how it is, ever how you do it, do it. God will use it. You know, whatever knowledge you have, just use it for the glory of God. Amen. But when we went, we just went. We were sent. We didn't know, and we just did things. We've done all, all kind of things. And, and God will bless whatever you put your hand to if you're doing it for him, whatever it is. But he said, if you stick with it, stay with it, his word says that it's my plan for you that will stand. Oh, boy, when that hit me, I thought, man, we won't fall no more. Because he said, you'll stand when you're following his plan. But he said he'd prosper your plan. He will. He will. Because that's what he does. That's who he is. He prospers our plan. But I decided I didn't want to follow my plan. But I had a plan. And we made a plan. And we still won people to Christ. And then God, we started listening, praying, seeking, fighting, you know, for this thing. You know, fighting for covenant, fighting for unity, fighting for it. 
fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. We fought it. We wanted it. We pursued it. We got it. And we started seeing things happen. So the Lord said, go and said, go and make yourself available. Make yourself available. He said, that's, that's not like asking to come. So he put two people on my heart. One was Justin. The other was Pastor Justin. So I called him. He set up a meeting for last night. And I asked Pastor Justin. He said, I see you don't need to pray about it. He said, no. He said, I witness in my spirit. That's what you got to do is witness in your spirit. A lot of times you don't have to pray about anything. You don't have to go through anything. You're supposed to th- stay through. When you stay through, you, don't have, you just do it. You just do it because you witness in your spirit. Amen. So I thank you for the opportunity. You confirmed what God told me. He said, I want you to make yourself available to help others reach people and give them new ideas, new insights, and new concepts. That's what we're calling this meeting tonight. Insights, ideas, and concepts on sharing Jesus. And hopefully tonight, you're going to have new insight, you're going to have new ideas, and you're going to have new concepts on sharing Jesus. You want to have wisdom? Everybody want wisdom? Is wisdom not the number one and primary gift we should have of all? Wisdom to do everything? Well, if you want to have wisdom, Proverbs 11.30 says in the passage translation, But a life lived loving God bears lasting fruit, for the one who is truly wise wins souls. Praise the Lord. I think you all know that. we got a lot of wise people in here. <laughs> Insights means this. To gain a deeper understanding. That's, what I, that's the reason I'm here. Hopefully by my experiences. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not even here to tell you how to do it. But I tell you, I'm here to tell you what we've seen and what we've experienced and what we've witnessed. See, a disciple, we're to make disciples, right? Right? But you have to get people saved to make disciples, right? Is that right? That's how it works, right? Amen. I just want to clarify that. So, so insights is to gain a deeper understanding to see and understand clearly. Sounds like revelation to me. Ideas is a thought that gives you a possible course of action. So tonight you're going to get some ideas that God's going to put in your heart. Like I said, you know, you can take, I just want to be an influence on your life. I'm not here to tell you, you've got to do it this way. No, I just did it. I did a lot by trial and error. And I just asked God and he showed me every time because he loves people and he'll do anything to reach people as long as it's righteous. Amen. Amen. All right. And so, uh, so to give you a course of action, he helps establish a greater awareness. And that's what being a witness is, is somebody who's aware. Now, a disciple, I'd I say, well, what is a disciple? You know, I hadn't really seen a whole lot of them. I read about them, you know, seen them, you know, talk you know, in the Bible and stuff. You know, I've seen a few. But we're all a bunch of disciples. Whatever. He said, what is a disciple? He said, a disciple becomes a witness. A one that witness unto him and about him. And also in the power of the Holy Ghost, who is our other witness. And we're the other witness. We're the one that testifies of his word. We're the one that speaks his word. And his word always, always, how many times? Always brings life. Always, always. But there's some things that you have to add to his word. Oh, he said don't add to it. No, I'm going to add something to it that's going to create more life because it's an entity of who he is. You want to know what it is? Love. Love. Now, if you don't get anything else tonight, get this. 
His word creates life. When he speaks his word, it brings life. 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 You got that? And when you speak it in the love that he intended for you to have, and his love, that's a double portion of who he is. That's two entities of who God is. There's no failing in that because all other things will fail, but love never fails. So when you add the love with the word, so, oh, well, you know, you know, mm, mm, that's my favorite word, Vic. Mm. <laughs> if I really like it, I go, mm-mm. Mm. I better move on. I better move on before I get stuck. Mm. Mm. Help me, Lord. I'm going to move on because I won't get finished if I don't. Okay? Concepts. A different design to bring you new features, clarity, bringing a clear understanding of thoughts, speech, and actions. An original idea. Who? Who's the one who brings that to us? God. The best idea. Not your idea. Not your thought or way of doing things. You know, while we were in uh, 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 South Dakota this year, the Lord had me teach on the book of John all the way up to John chapter 17. And we did that. We had a few days to do that. And he was giving us those things, those new insights and new revelation on that. And one thing we've seen the most of, that even the disciples... The Pharisees, everybody, they couldn't understand Jesus. Why didn't they? Because they always had their eyes and thoughts on natural things. Everything. The priest did, the people did, even the people got healed. Everybody did. You know, they would ask him questions, you know, and nobody understand him, especially his disciples. But, and the Lord showed me this. Now, if you don't, if you don't agree with this, he'll straighten it out later. (laughs) But... (laughs) But he showed me, he said, you know, we know he was on the cross and he said it was finished, right? He said it's finished, right? But it was finished in John chapter 17 when he's there with his disciples, when they recognized his ministry and mission was finished when they actually seen eternity and they didn't see it naturally. They seen and understood who he was and what he'd been called to do and why he was there. And that it was revealed to them. And he told them then, he said, you've seen. Your father has shown you this. He said, I'm done. I'm done. And right after that, you know, he got arrested and went through what he went through. You know, and, and, but that's when it was finished. When they understood. They got the ideas. They got the insight. They got the concepts of who they were supposed to be. Amen. Amen. That's just how I seen it. Praise the Lord. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the original. He's the one. He's the one. He's our pattern for everything that we do. And so that's what we did. We walked in that. We walked out that. And we've seen, we've seen multiplication in this ministry like never before. And, you know, uh, I just want to don't criticize what you don't know. I've had people say, you know, I can't wrap my mind around this. I said, well, don't. You're not supposed to wrap your mind around it. You're supposed to get it in your heart. You're supposed to leave the mind alone. Matter of fact, God don't even speak to your mind. He speaks to man's spirit. He speaks to his heart. Get it in your heart. This is what he wants. This is what he wants for you. Every day of your life. Okay. 
Just a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot I had Wi-Fi in here. Excuse me. Well, maybe he wants us to wait a minute. Selah. All right, we did it. Can we move ahead now? You want to have wealth? That lasts for eternity? The currency of the earth is money, correct? It's all going to get gone. It's all going to be gone one day. You blow it, it's gone. When you're gone, it's gone. The currency of heaven, and I heard Brother Jesse say this years ago, is people. It's people. The currency of heaven is people. And it's eternal currency. It's everlasting life. The earth's wealth will come and it will end. But heaven's wealth will rejoice forever. I said rejoice forever. Because when one person comes to Christ, all of heaven rejoices. Now you think about that. Now, I won't get into this a whole other message. But you're talking about sound. Did you know that we're in charge of the sound in heaven? Did you know that when one person comes to Christ, did you know that, Ginger? That all of heaven rejoices? Mm. And if I finish that message, which I probably won't, we're in charge of when he comes back. It's when the sound gets loud. It permeates heaven. Bust wide open. Mm. That's my favorite word, if you didn't know that. Mm. You will receive the crown. We forget about the crown. You know, he has rewards for his people. But these are the greatest rewards are people. Because that's the only thing that lasts. That's what he created that gave him more pleasure than anything on the earth was you. And others that he meant for you to reach. So you receive a crown of rejoicing. Better known as the soul winner's crown of life. Amen. Amen. Want to have one of those, aren't you, Kenny? You know, I used to hear these old things, you know, in North Carolina, the little Baptist churches, you know, they talked about the old uh, mansion in the house, uh, no, little house. I mean, ain't no big house. We're up there, brother, you know, because of what we're doing and the corporate anointing that I believe God. And, and, you know, don't misinterpret what God said. Everything he says in his word is eternal. Everything is eternal. That's why they couldn't understand. They didn't see that. Everything he says is eternal. Everything he says is eternal. So what I see is eternity. And when they say a corporate anointing, we look at it as God moving on corporations in the world. Well, he's going to do that. But he really meant to move on us. The corporate anointing that he has upon us. In the last days, anointing is the corporate anointing. Our job is to cooperate in this way with him. And not be, have the strife and the envy and the jealousy and the backbiting and the talking and the bickering. And make this guy's job easy. Make our job easy. Let's love one another. That's how they'll know the Father. Is the love we have for one another. Now I'm telling you how to witness Love and his word and loving one another. Because the word says that the world will know him by the love that you have for them, right? No. 
by the love we have for one another. So you got to get to this point before we get to that point. You've been teaching about revival. This is the this is the the prelude to the multitudes right here, coming together, getting out of your mind, getting into His heart. Surrender all. Surrender everything. Surrender all. Get round. Get down to that. Surrender everything for Him. Billy Graham. Mm. I got to move on. You know, you call for fire, he lets me simmer a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's, I never know how he's going to do it. I just follow it. He wants to get something in of us, in us, before it can come out of us. The word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what, we should be speaking to a lot of people because there's a lot of abundance that's come out of this church and a lot of other churches and all the word that's available to you today. There ought to be a lot of abundance in you coming out of you for the lost world today. And I'm telling you, the time is short. And it's just, if you want to know the truth about it, you're going to have to get out of time. And you're going to have to get into eternity. Because when this thing breaks and when it starts, and we've been in the prelude to it. I'm telling you, we have. We have. We've seen this. We've experienced this. We've seen it. And just God moving in mighty ways. And he had to have somebody there because he had there somebody there before us. It's all the great ones that come before us. Dr. Savell's one of them. You know, the place we were at in Daytona, Oil Roberts. We set up our little bitty tent there. And, and I sit and cried the time we led 500 people to the Lord, 552. And, and, and they told us, I said, that's the same place Oil Roberts had his tent. It's all the great men that came before us. But now we're the ones. And it's not going to be uh, just one. It's going to be everyone reaching everyone. Because we don't have much time. We have eternity. Amen. God will be giving a crown to those who have witnessed to others and leading people to Christ, telling others about the grace of God. Telling others about Jesus is the greatest thing you can do for someone else while you are here on the earth. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, the greatest thing you can ever leave behind is the influence you have on others. But it's the influence of Jesus is the greatest thing you can ever leave behind. The word of life, the word of truth, the word that creates eternity in everyone. I would like to tell you, and you know, some of you chariots and the one that's been uh, uh, around, you've probably heard me say this. But there's some others, I've, I've ministered this in other churches, and I don't do it unless the Lord tells me to, but he told me to do it here, so I'm going to do it. And most of the people uh, that I say this to, I, I, I say, who, who's heard of this guy? And mostly nobody has. But uh, this is who you want to be. This is who you want to be. I would like to tell you of one man's wealth and the power of one man's wealth. One of the richest men in the world has a heavenly bank account. In 1885, a Sunday school teacher named Edward Kimball was just doing what he normally did. We could just stop right there. He was just doing what he normally did. He would go around neighbors in the neighborhood and talk to them about Jesus. He went into a shoe store. And shared the gospel. Now, let me tell you something before. God always confirms his word. Is that true? If he don't confirm his word, you better listen to what you heard. 
But me and her don't talk about nothing. Nothing. I mean, we talk about stuff. But I'm talking about when it comes like this. You know, when ministering. You know, she does her thing. I do my thing. I get ready. We don't discuss anything. We just pray that God would have his will before we come in here. And I just, when she said this right while ago, my eyes lit up. And uh, because of this. She didn't know I was going to do this. Said he would go around neighborhoods and neighbors and talk to them about Jesus. And then he went into a shoe store and shared the gospel with a man named D.L. Moody. That's who she just talked about. Is that right? D.L. Moody, who grew to become a great evangelist. He then discipled Wilbur Chapman, who became another great evangelist. Who discipled, you know where I'm going? Who discipled Billy Sunday, who evangelized more people in the 1900s, more than anyone else up to that time in the point of history. Then, in 1924, Billy Sunday evangelized to a group of businessmen who decided to hold events in Charlotte, North Carolina. That would host Mordecai Ham, who would, in 1934, would be a witness to a young 15-year-old young man by the name of Billy Graham. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because of one man that did what he normally did every day of his life. He went somewhere and shared Jesus with somebody. Hallelujah. You know, and when we came into this, I didn't, I didn't come into this to win souls. I didn't know what, I, you know, I had another plan. Have a good time, ride my motorcycle. That's what God told me to do, ride a motorcycle. And then, then this church light thing come along. At, you know, at the church. Started in 1998. We, I bought a motorcycle in 2000. 2001, uh, 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 Dr. Savelle come to church over there. And uh, I, I had, some of the guys had the vest on. I said, what's this? He said, well, Jerry Savelle started a motorcycle ministry. I said, really? And I wasn't one to join anything, but I just felt in my spirit to do it. And I had no clue what we were going to do. <laughs> you know, we were just going to have fun. But God wants you to have fun. His kind of fun. Have freedom in your life. This brought freedom to my life. You can you got to have freedom before you can set somebody free. Amen. 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 So fellowship and relationship and camaraderie amongst the brethren is the vital number one thing that we should have. Amen. Amen. So, and you know what Billy Graham did. I don't have to tell you what he did. You know, he he won. I've, I've got all statistics here, the things that he did, but. He won more people to Christ in his crusades, and he had one message, Jesus. One message, Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just come as you are. I got another little saying that goes with that. Come, come, come as you are. Let him make you a star. Amen? Jesus. So you see what effect that one prayer, one prayer made for one person, how it affected the whole world. The whole world. Oh, what, how many years was it? I think I had that written down. Billy Graham, for I don't know how many years. Uh, he was like uh, in the top 60 people and sometimes top 10 people in the whole world. I mean, talk to a whole world of, uh, that it, they admired him for who he was. He affected the whole world because of Edward Kimball. I don't know who the guy was to talk to him. No matter. That's not the point. The point is you never know who you're affecting that's going to affect the world. 
Just think about that. So the Lord had me share that with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, when all this started with us, uh, I read this book from Dr. Savelle and about where Dave Malcolm, you know, sent him when he, uh, where Dr. Savelle, uh, sorry, Brother Copeland sent Dr. Savelle to Pismo Beach and to, with Dave Malcolm and to win souls. And you know Dr. Savelle's story. I don't have to tell you his story about, you know, that was what he did. And so when he wrote this book, we read this book and we implemented a lot of this book in what we did. And, uh, and we still do today. We still do today. You know, there's many ways and many influences that people have. Uh, and I say, all, all I want to do is, uh, you get a little bit of the influence that we've had and use it for how God wants you to use it. Amen. I said, I'm not trying to tell you how or what to do or how, how you know, I'll just share with you what we do and how we do it. But in 2011, we were, we were in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, and that was the year, and I call it the double anointing started happening. And I believe that the anointing that God is pouring out on his people in this last day is a double anointing. It's kind of got to do with like what Dr. Savell talked about 2021, the abundant overflow. You know, not just an overflow, but abundant overflow. So that's like a double anointing, right? A double anointing. Why do you need double anointing? Man, I just like the anointing. I mean, that's what we're seeking after, right? Well, it's not just enough for you. It's enough for everyone else. And it's also an anointing that won't stop. It's anointing that'll last to the end. And as you know, you know, Church Light was, was raised up as an end time ministry. Brother Copeland confirmed that. And I've got this little saying. I said, I don't, I don't always have to have my best on to minister the gospel. I just have my best on. My best my best. And that's Jesus. You know, I don't have to have my best on to minister the gospel to someone. I just have him on me. I have him with me. I look to do that everywhere I am. I'm a chair to light everywhere I go. Because Philippians 2.15 says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a dark and perverse nation where you shine as bright stars and beacons to the world. Now, we defined that scripture last night. I'm not going to go through it. But we went through that whole scripture and every one of those words last night. And we got a lot of new words, a lot of new revelation, and a lot of, a lot of new insight. You know, and one of the things that it was telling us there, it said that you would shine, and it said without rebuke to the world. But he's also, what he's saying, you're not supposed to do this to one another. We're supposed to love one another. Love one another. This is how all this is going to work, through the love. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Amen? So how do you like my, my best? Amen? <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted you to know, you don't have to be a church like to do this. You just got to be Him. You got to be with Him. It's good to be with it. You don't have to have a motorcycle to, to, do, to be a part of this. You just got to have a passion for God. And, you know, the three things that Dr. Seville gave us was the vision of church light is a passion for God. And first was Philippians 2.15. A passion for souls and a passion for motorcycles. So I asked the Lord. And then I asked him. I asked questions. I did when I was growing up all the time. He said, you asked too much. <laughs> but I said, what about this? I said, he said, no, no, no. He said, God, he said, he is the source of your passion. And the people are the reason for your passion. And the motorcycles have been the platform for the passion. 
But now he said, we, we want more. We want more. We're never, we're never satisfied, right? We want more. He said, now it's time for you to use your platform and every platform. It may not be motorcycles, whatever it may be. He said, it's time for every person to use every platform to reach the people. It's time to use every platform to reach every people. Every platform to reach every people, every person. Good Lord Jesus. So anyway, when our life changed, when the double anointing started coming on to it, and people thought I was, uh, you know, crazy. And uh, a few people got a hold of it, and God started using it. I got a hold of it. You know why? Because it went in here. And, you know, and people tried to talk me out of it. And people started, they'd talk about me. You ever had anybody talk about you? <laughs> so, I didn't think so. But anyway, uh, but he said the hand of God. And that's a whole other teaching, man. I mean, I could be here for a week talking about this. Because this is what got on the inside of us. And I said, a lot of times I think we've been misunderstood or misrepresented. But the hand of God is the power of God. The hand of God is the presence of God. Matter of fact, the hand of God is Jesus. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and we are seated with Him. But what it represents is the blessing of God. Dr. Savelle taught us that. But it also represents the judgment of God. But when we go and win people to Christ, and they come to Christ, then we're taking back. You know, the harvest is not a heavenly place. The harvest is the world. The harvest is the world. The harvest is the enemy's camp. So why, you know, if we're in a battle and if we're in a fight and if we're called to battle and destined to win, then why aren't we out bringing in the harvest? I'm just saying. So we're called into battle. So when we win someone to Christ, the enemy's judgment comes on him because he's lost. He's lost. He just lost a precious soul that he thought he was taking with him to hell. And our job is to go and get them and bring them out, take them out. They'll be more with us than they are with them. Just think who is with us. Just think who is with us. He only took a third. Lord Jesus. And I've seen evidence that he's added two more angels to us. I've seen that. I've got so many stories that we'd be here till midnight three weeks from now. But I can't share them all with you. I just want to get you to sharing him with people. So, but when he said the hand of God, I said, okay. That's all he said. Sometimes we can't take but one word at a time. So I got that. And we all come in agreement. There was five of us. And we did. And we said, I went down the road and I said, okay, Lord, what about the hand of God? And this is what he said. And he spoke to my heart. And then I go to his word. That's how he did it with me. Sometimes I'll go to his word and he'll do it another way. But he, he speak to your spirit and he'll confirm it in his word, Right? So he did, and he said, when you give them your hand, and they put their, their they give you their hand, I'll, I'll put my hand on them. That's what he said. Well, if he's on you and with you, then when you touch someone, God touches them. He said, lay hands on the sick. Sometimes he didn't, sometimes he didn't even say pray for them. Sometimes he didn't say pray at all. Do you know... It, Jesus didn't all the time pray for people. Matter of fact, I don't think he did pray for anybody. He said, he said it. 
He said the word. He didn't say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. (laughs) He spoke the word. So the word says that he went about preaching and saying the word. So sometimes all you got to do is, by the power of the Holy Spirit, just walk up and say, just be healed. Be whole. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus, he loves you. He's just going to heal you right now. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, the thing of it is, you know, it never became a method for us. Just because he said do it, we'd always ask him how he wanted to do it. How do you want to do it? I was ministering in one church, and uh, the lady come forth, uh, and, and to be, you know, and, and sometimes the Lord tells me to do this. He said, I want you to stretch forth your hand just like what I told you. And I got to that lady. He said, don't touch her. I said, Okay. And the people come up behind her, the ushers come up, you know, they come behind her and they start to, I said, no, 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 don't touch her. I said, you don't understand. The Lord said, don't touch her. I said, he said he wanted to touch her. He's going to do it. No man is going to touch her. He's going to touch her. And I seen this with my visible, my eyes visibly. <laughs> it's like a shroud went all around her. I mean, I seen it. I seen it. It was thick. It just went all around. She melted to the floor. And afterwards, we went to dinner with the pastor and his wife and she said, that's amazing. That's amazing. I said, what? She said, she'd come up every time that a minister came and wanted hands laid on her. And, and for every time she'd come up, every time a minister comes, she'd come up and want hands laid on her. She just wanted that. Nothing wrong with that. She just wanted more of God. But God said, no, don't. I didn't know that. He touched her. He broke all those things off of her life. It's just listening to him. Yeah. Listening to him and how he wants to do what he wants to do. You know, my prayer every day is, Lord, I'm here. I get up, I praise him, I worship and thank him for this day. I thank him for what's going on today. Here's a little key, a little insight for you, something you can say. If you don't say it, you won't have it. If you say it, you can have it. So I just asked him, I said, Lord, use me today. If, you, if it be your will, you know, we know what his will is. Use me today. Lord, let there be someone out there today. Let me be used by you to speak into someone's life today, ever how it may be today. And I said, Jesus, you said this. So always say what he said. And always say what the word says. You've got it in you. Let it come out of you. So Jesus, um, you said that you would draw men unto you. So I'm asking you, because you're here with me, that you would draw men unto me. So as soon as I asked him that one day, uh, I went somewhere and somebody just come walking up to me and started talking to me. Now, I didn't have to ask God again if that was a person. <laughs> that was the one. Because I'd already asked him. See, then it's time for you to move in your faith and do what he said do. Sometimes he just tells you one thing to do so you can do everything he wants you to. And so then I'll say, Holy Ghost, because he's with you too, right? He said he's with you all the time, but he wants to come on you. And so sometimes he'll grab you by the hand and he'll, you know, I'll say, Holy Ghost, if, if, you know, if that person doesn't come to me, then how about you prodding me or leading me or guiding me and just showing me that person? So one thing, there's awareness that I have when I ask for these things. So when I ask for something or say something, you're pretty much accountable for that. Right? Because you're speaking life or you're speaking lies. God doesn't speak lies. He speaks life. But because a man's a liar, he forgives him. and He gives him another chance and another chance and another chance. He's given me I don't know how many chances. Praise the Lord. 
So that's when I ask that, then I have to step out in faith and do that. So the Lord said, uh, and, and I'm going to get on into some of this with the hand of the Lord, but I've got so many confirmations, Pastor, about God, how he's confirmed this in my in our hearts. And it came from a book in uh, two years ago that the Lord told me to buy. It was, called, it was by, uh, it was at Brother Copeland's Minister's Conference, and I read it before we went to South Africa. And it was by, it was put together by Robert Slairdon, and it was on Billy Brim's table, and it was called Smith Wigglesworth and the Greatest Revival of All Time. And so if it had to do with the greatest revival, then it had to be the last revival. Yeah. Right? He said the greatest for the last. Right? So, so anyway, as I read that book, I seen how God had connected all of us within our camp, in this corporate body, through Smith Wigglesworth, in that book with David DePlessis, in that book with uh, uh, Tommy Hicks. And, I, you know, I, I'd heard the vision of Tommy Hicks years ago. Man, I mean, you know, it takes 25 minutes just to read the thing. But how God used this man. And then, but all of these people were connected, you know, uh, as we went, you know, John Ben Dixon, uh, John Ben Dixon's father, uh, Smith Wigglesworth laid hands on that man. And then David DePlessis had a lot to do with Smith Wigglesworth for 26 years, all through the body, uh, uh, in his meetings all in South Africa. He was from South Africa, where we went to. And then David DePlessis, uh, uh, in the latter days of his life, I mean, he was affiliated with the Ben Dixons there. And Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth <laughs> jacked him up against the wall and prophesied in his life. He was known as Mr. Pentecost, if you don't know who David DePlessis is. He's the one that taught about Jesus as the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. That's David DePlessis. Read it. So anyway, and then Tommy Hicks came in the picture. So in the last days of his life, Brother Copeland and Dr. Savell took care financially of David, David, uh, David DePlessis. Does you see how God is continue to connect our corporation together you know and it's been uh, I, i'm like i feel like tommy hicks you know he said this is hard for me to be able to get you to understand this where god has us and god always shows us things to come he always shows he's not going to let us become behind in no good thing and he shows you where you are so he can make you a star for him but now's the time that we become a corporate body for him, doing this together. There's more strength in this. It's not time for us one to shine. It's time for everyone to shine. Everyone. I'm just telling you where we are. And these are the things that's going to cause that are the ingredients for this revival you've been talking about. It is. So you want fire? This is how the fire comes. This is how it comes. This is how it comes. So uh, just to prove this to you, I'm going, before I talk, I, I read a little bit, a little bit of Tommy Hicks. The Lord told me to do that. How God has confirmed this with a hand of God in our lives and in this ministry. The year that He gave us the hand of God, we led 500 people to Christ for the first time in Daytona that year. Before that, it was 242 people. How do I know? How do you are so accurate on that? Because I, I, I was so humbled. All those people coming to Christ. I remember every one of them. I remember the camp. You know, we, we didn't do this uh, evangelistically speaking. You know, we don't do that. We, you know, we're accountable to God. These ain't false numbers. They're not false numbers. You know, and so, so when He spoke the hand of God to us, 
we went from one place. We've always talked, believe big, man. Believe for something big. Something more than you could do. So we go to Sturgis. And we're believing for how many people? A thousand. And, we're, and just in March, we just led 552 people to Christ for the very first time. And the most we did before that was 242. Ever. And so from March to August, we're believing for a thousand. We led 1,331 people to the Lord. And we continued with the hand of God. We continued with what he said. And he continued to give us more because we keep seeking what the hand of God is, what it means, who it represents. It's all in the Bible. And it's for the last day. His hand is upon us. We're the hands in the field in this last days. We're the hand that puts the hand to the sickle. We're the hands. We're his hands. We raise holy hands. We use the hands for everything. That's the working part of the body that grasp and do the healing hands. Lay hands on the sick. Whatever you do, you talk with your hands. Everything you do with your hands. But it's his hand that's upon you that he wants to use you with. He says, oh, I feel fire in my hands. That's his fire. That's his fire. Hallelujah. I'm starting to get a little warm now. So anyway, let me get to this. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to skip these other five pages. <laughs> I want to read this to you out of the book. This is on page 125 of that book. And this is a long, 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 and I'm not going to read it. Oh, I, thank you, Bill. So, but this is just part of that prophecy. And, but when it first caught my attention, there was two evangelists that couldn't read or write, but they loved God. They had the people read the Bible to them. But they went into Tanganyika, and it was a plague, a plague that had hit the, the and everybody was dying. And it was uh, 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 two young people there, and their mother and dad were dead been dead three days and the two evangelists came in and they went in and this is when it first caught me right here this is it's all in this vision it's all in this vision and god has put us in the vision because he spoke this to us years ago and he confirms his word is that right so it said they went they wanted they tried to get the kids to go in they said no 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 we're not going in there so they went in and it said that they went in and they stretched forth their hand and they said in the name of the lord jesus Rise up, be made whole. And said immediately after three days being dead, they sit up and receive Jesus in their heart. They never, they woke up praising God, but they never had received Jesus. Why would you need to be raised, raised from the dead? So you could receive Jesus. But he said, it went on after this. So that was the first time it grasped me. So I'm going on over to uh, page 125 here. And it said, this is him talking in this vision. And God gave him this vision three times in exact detail. He said, at that very moment, there came a great thunder that seemed to roar from the heavens. A voice like that of a lion that roared. I turned my eyes toward the heavens, and suddenly I saw a figure in white. In the glistening white, the most glorious thing that I've ever seen in all of my life. I did not see a face, but somehow I knew that it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Somehow I knew that it was Jesus himself. And listen to this, Lord, Lord. I knew it was Jesus himself. And Jesus stretched forth his hand. And as he did so, he would stretch forth his hand to this one. And then he would stretch forth his hand to another one. And then he would stretch forth his hand to another one. Praise God. 
Mm. And it said, as he did, upon the peoples and the nations of the world, men and women, as he, appoint, as he pointed towards them, this liquid light seemed to flow from his hand into this person. And these people begin to go forth in the name of the Lord. He said, I don't know how long I watched it. It seemed it went into days and weeks and months. And as I beheld this Christ, he continued to stretch forth his hand. Mm. I have to read you this. You don't want to hear this, but I'm going to read it anyway. He said, but there was a tragedy. There were so many people as he stretched forth his hand who refused the anointing of God and the call of God. I saw many women and people, men and women and people that I knew. I felt certainly they would receive this call. But as he stretched forth his hand toward this one and toward that one, they simply bowed their heads and began to back away. And to each of those who seemed to bow and back away, he or she seemed to go into darkness. Blackness seemed to swallow them everywhere. I was bewildered, but these people, he had anointed hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And I'm going to, I don't have it here, but I can tell you what it said. He anointed them to go all over the world, the ones that would accept it and would take it and would receive it and run with it. He would anoint them and they would go all over the world. And there was nothing. He said there was nothing that stopped them. Nothing Nothing that could stop them. And people were healed. People were saved. People were delivered. People were set free. And thousands and millions of people come to the Lord. And that's the last day's anointing. That's what we have to do. It's everyone reaching one. And, and, uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to finish the story. So I was going to show you all these simple things. This is simple. You know, you don't need me to tell you all the little things that I know. You just need God. You just need him. Lord, use me today. Let that word come out of me today. Let him use you the way he wants to use you. Not the way you want to be used or not how you do it. You know, I didn't know how to do it. There's still a lot of things I don't know. The more I know, the more I find out I don't know. But what I've seen, he showed me a vision of us in heaven. After all this was done. You talking about dreams? I didn't have, I ain't had a dream about what to do here. I'm doing what he dreamed for me to do here. I'm doing it. So he showed me the dream of us being in heaven. And it was a dream of when we got to heaven, I seen, we got there and I thought, wow, this is all right, man. This is beautiful. And all of a sudden, I seen Elisha and Moses and seen King David, seen the apostle Paul. I seen the Lord Jesus. And it was magnificent. And he said, and they looked at us. We were all there together. The bride. The bride. And you know when they seen us, you know what he said? That's them. They didn't see us as 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 individuals. They seen they're the ones. They're the ones that became one to reach everyone. They're the ones that God called for this last day's anointing. And, and one little thing, that the prelude to that was, was 
I told you that we're in charge of the sound of heaven. When all this is happening, when all these people and this revival is taking place, when all this is happening, all these people, uh, then the sound of heaven is going to be so loud. It's going to be so loud. It's going to be so loud that heaven is going to bust wide open, just like it did on the day of Pentecost. And he's going to father and say, son, your bride's ready. It's time. The sound will be so loud. The trumpets will be so loud because we're in charge of the sounds of heaven. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I had a lot more to share with you. And I wanted to get into the simplicity of sharing Jesus effectively. (laughs) But I think I did. So I just want to be obedient to the Father because this isn't something we made up. This is something we've lived. This is something we've walked out. These are things we've seen. Uh, We've seen many people saved, set free, healed, miracles. Everything God does is a miracle. There's no greater miracle than someone being saved. No greater miracle. You've just made a brand new creature. <laughs> a brand new creature. Now, what I will do uh, later, uh, I'm going to get with this man right here. And, and I love this guy right here. And what we're going to do, because he's the evangelist of the house here, right? And we're going to share some of these ideas. Because they're not my ideas, they're God's ideas. And I'm going to draw from him, and he's going to draw from me. And we're going to share our experiences. Because it's not about us getting the glory. It's about God getting the glory. So I'm not up here to tell you all the crafty and neat little things God's given us, man. He's given them to us, believe me. You know, we do teachings on this thing, and it's, it's amazing. And if you use these things, they'll work. I mean, he showed us how to be 100% successful ministering the gospel. It's easy and simple. So I'm going to go over it with him. And what he likes, he can take it. What he don't, he won't. I don't force anything on anybody. If you don't, if you don't like it, lose it, right? Use what God gives you, what works for you. Amen. But let it be his work and not your work. But I do feel this because I asked him. I feel the anointing because he spoke this into our heart. And he put that anointing upon our team and our corporate team. I believe that there have been certain times, and I feel in my spirit that this is one of those times, if you want this, not just want this, but you'll receive this, and you'll do this. I'm going to represent the Father tonight. I'm going to represent Jesus tonight, because actually I'm the one that's doing it tonight, right? I'm accountable. I'm, I'm in this platform tonight, so I'm representing the Father tonight. So His hand is upon me. He spoke this into us to do this. And so just look at it as Jesus stretching forth his hand, not Bill, not me, but Jesus. And so if you want this, and if you'll receive it, and, and you'll do this, don't come up here if you're not going to do it. Because if you come up here, you're going to be accountable for it. You got that? If you want this, and you'll receive it, then I'm just saying, just, just come up here, and I'm just going to grab your hand. And I believe God will release it to you. If you want it, just come. Just come. Just come. In the name of Jesus. 
Let that double a portion, that double portion, that double fire to come on them now. In the name of Jesus, let that fire burn on the inside. The right hand, the hand of God is upon you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for that fire to burn, to burn. Come on, Ginger. Burn, 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 burn. Thank you, Lord. It's your hand touching them. It's your hand stretching forth your hand in the name of Jesus. Your hand. Thank you, Lord. Your hand is upon them. Your hand, Father. Your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Your hand. Jesus is reaching out and grabbing your hand right now. Jesus is. Jesus. We're his representative. You're his representative. Now it's your hand. It's his hand. The fire of God in your hand. In the name of Jesus. You receive it. You receive it. You receive it. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. There's just so much significance in the right hand because that's where Jesus is. Huh? Everything you time, you do something with your hand now. Say, Jesus is right there. I'm seated with him at the right hand. That's the power of God from on high. On you. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you for the fire. Thank you, Lord. The hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not lightly. Oh. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Fire. Fire. That's what we want, right? Fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Burn on the inside of them, Father. Burn. You're anointing. Thank you, Father. Just confirm what you spoke to my heart. Fire. Burn with the hand of God upon you. His hand is upon you. It's all around you. He surrounds you. Everywhere you go, the hand of God is with you and on you. And he wants to use you in a great way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Power. Power. Hallelujah. Give me the other one. (laughs) Woo. Double portion, brother. Double portion. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you. Fire. 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 Thank you, Lord. The hand of God. Don't forget it. Don't ever forget it. The hand of God. It's Jesus. It's the power. It's the hour. This is the time for the hand of God to raise up in this world. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Your hand is upon us. Your hand. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And a lot of times when you're now, you're going to put out your hand, you stretch out your hand, the anointing of Jesus is going to be there. Just touch him. Whatever he says, do. If he says, say something, say it. If he don't, just touch him. There's been times I just walked by somebody. He just said, just go put your hand on, keep going. Just listen to the Holy Ghost. Ask him. You got to grow your faith by exercising your faith. You just got to do it. And when you do it, you grow. If you don't do it, you won't grow. Get the hand out. What's this COVID thing do? I don't know. I'm just holding on to your hand. What's the first thing they told you to do when it's COVID? Don't shake hands. Well, it ain't about shaking hands. The hand of God's on your lips. The hand of God is upon you. The hand of God is with you. So that's the enemy saying, don't shake hands. Because he knows the hand of God. And he knows the hand is on him to, to get rid of him. He's done felt the hand. 
Glory to God. He's going to feel a lot more now. A lot more. You receive it? You receive it? You receive it? All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Your hand. His hand is your hand. Amen. Amen. You believe that? All right. You're going to do something with it too, aren't you? All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory. His hand is upon you. It's just the power. You want the power? You got it. His hand is on you. Huh? All right. You take it. All right. Well, if you got the power, the power is meant to be used. Not dormant power. Why do you need power if you're not going to use it? That's what you're asking for. Know what you're asking for. You're going to be used now like never before. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. The hand of God. It's on you. Yes, sir. More and more. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. More and more. More and more. More and more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm happy to see the people up here tonight. I see y'all hungry. Y'all want this thing, don't you? Huh? Woo. Revival. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's going to be a quick work, too. A quick, 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 quick work. The things took years to happen. It's going to happen overnight now. Quick. Because the hand of God is on you. You receive it? You receive it? You believe it? All right. All right. Thank you, Father. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. Jesus is stretching forth his hand. His mighty hand. He said, I stretched my hand out to this one. You're this one. And this one. Hallelujah. And he said, everywhere I stretched forth my hand, this liquid light came. Liquid light. Fire burning on the inside. For the outside. To change people's lives. Fire. In the name of Jesus. It's a saving light. It's a healing light. Do you know light heals? What does light do? Brings life. Abundant life. 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 Whole life. Whole life. Whole life. Whole life. Hand of God is upon you, Tilly. Whole life. Hallelujah. 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 Love you, George. Hallelujah. <laughs> the hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Just grab it. Get it. Go with it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm good. Praise the Lord. I speak uh, wholeness and health, complete wholeness over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Now, uh, the Lord told me to say to you one more thing. 
You speak his word. You speak his word. The way he loves people. Okay. I said this last night, and you know, when you speak his word to anybody, don't ever forget this. No matter what you see happen, that you've just speeded the, the process of everything you've asked for has just increased. It's just sped up to a supernatural realm. So use every opportunity, every opportunity to pray for every person to speed up the process in their life. Because the Word of God, that's what it does. It brings light, and it brings life, and it's incorruptible, and it will not return void. Now, it has to be sent before it could return. But he said, it won't return unto me void. That means there's no substance to it. So there's going to be substance to it. And his word is life. It's abundant life. It's fullness of life. It's wholeness and health. And so that's what you need to believe. That his word is true. Not only for you, but for them. And you, and, and I mean, I, I, I've seen this happen. I don't know how many times. It's happened right then, next day, next week, next month. I don't care. You know, wh- whatever it is. I just know it's going to happen. But I always say, see, I always, if it doesn't happen right then, it doesn't matter. That's not up to you. Our God is to speak the word in love, believe the word, and let God perform his word. It's not for you to figure out what he does with his word. He said what he would do with his word. He said he would perform his word. You're not the performer. You're the transformer. You're the transformer. He has to have you. Give him an opportunity. I'm going to tell you. I told him last night, there's no greater, you know, drug. There's no greater high. You know, if you're a junkie, I'm a pusher. (laughs) And just come get you some. That's all I got. Just go do this every day. Pastor Justin, we've learned a lot over the years. But to experience these things, to be led and to be by him doing these things and seeing these things, there's no greater teacher than him. None. And I, 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 know, I know you guys' hearts, and you know, I, I know the anointing on your life and, and what he's put on your life, and I know your heart for people. I know that. And I know what you've been studying. And this is no accident or coincidence or, you know, it's just the prelude. For the multitude. It is. But it's you people. We're the church. And it's time. It's time. It's not. Nothing you should wait on. Tomorrow. Is the day. Of salvation. Well it actually today. When you get there tomorrow, it'll be today. But say that every day. Because you get to walk out and increase and develop your salvation. How much have you learned by ministering the gospel to someone? How much more 
does he want us to know? How much more does he want us to give? You know, this is how we get to walk out the kingdom on the earth.